0: My name is uh, Jamila Talbot, and I am an herbalist. I'm a Reiki practitioner and a sound healer.
1: Could you tell me a little bit about your own mental health journey? Um,
0: Yeah, sure. So um, I was the nervous kid. I was the kid who, you know, thought too much. I was the kid who was a little bit too dramatic, Um, who had really big feelings. And um, I started having these episodes when I was, I think around 10, where when I would get into crowds, my body would heat up, I would get really clammy, I would feel really nervous and my stomach would turn over and I would end up sometimes um, feeling like I was going to pass out. And so my parents took me to the doctor and, you know, the doctor's like, well, let's check her heart and let's make sure it's not this. And ultimately what they came back with was, she's having panic attacks. And so my parents, and I just wanna be clear when I say this, I love my parents. My parents did the best that they could for me um, with the information that was available in the 80s and the 90s, the the attitudes that we had in the 80s and 90s. Um, But they kind of just said, oh, Well, like stop doing that, you know, like it's not a medical issue, you're not, there's nothing for us to do um, for you physically. So like, you know, just just stop. Um, And so it took me until I was way into my adulthood um, to realize that I had generalized anxiety um, and it was one of those things, like, for, uh, I know, for other people who've been on a similar journey, um, you go backwards, right? So the the diagnosis makes sense. And then you're like, oh, all of these things that I normalized, first of all, I'm finding out that other people didn't do, um, that other people didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, you guys didn't, like, feel like you were going to pass out every time you were in a crowd. Oh, you guys didn't have to, like, give yourself a whole like you know conversation bit by bit you didn't have to like role play out possible conversations before going into like social functions. you don't do that. that's that's how I lived for years. Um, and also what took part of what took such a long time for me to realize what was happening or what had been happening to me was because my anxiety did not manifest the way that in the nineties, you know, and and in the early aughts, we engage with anxiety, um, because I would have, I would have fits of rage. So I would get overwhelmed and I would, um, you know, I was self-medicating to a point, uh, through stimulants. So I was drinking a lot of coffee. I was, you know, back in the, in the early aughts, I was smoking a pack a day and it was really to try to just like regulate myself but I didn't have the language to say, like, I am trying to cope right now. And these are my ways of coping. Um, I am trying to stem this anger. I am trying to, I'm overwhelmed right now. And so I'm going to scream, or I'm going to yell at you, or I'm going to, you know, have this energetic explosion and then I'm going to feel better. But then that also comes with guilt and shame. And then it was this like constant cycle. So, um, What actually was the the turning point for me was that I had um, postpartum depression um, after my first child. And again, me being the overachiever that I am, my depression didn't look like depression. um, Because again, the information that I had gotten around postpartum depression was sadness. Oh, you feel sad, you feel unmotivated. That's not how mine manifested. I had invasive thoughts. Um, I had fantasies about, you know, uh i'm going to i'm going to leave because my daughter i'm going to leave my daughter with my mother because my daughter is going to be better off you know she's going to get better care if i'm not here uh, i would have these these fantasies about dropping her and not i i just want to be clear like being a new parent you're you're nervous right you have this like they give you this tiny fragile yeah. human being and then they send you out into the world and they're like basically good luck right so there's a certain amount of anxiety that's that's normal for new parenting but this was beyond that this was to the point um and just in case anybody else is listening to this who is having similar symptoms this was to the point where it was beyond rational um where i was worried about things that were beyond just rational missteps of of parenting and and human being a human. And so I kind of toughed it out and went through it because I was like, I'm not depressed. And then it wasn't until my third child and I had another episode where I was like, okay, this is something. Um, and lucky for me, I was part of a mom's group and somebody had come in and, and spoken at great length about postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis, and the different ways that PPD shows up for people. And that's when I was like, okay, now I can put language to these things that I am dealing with. And now I need to start kind of diving deeper and figuring out how to best support my mental health and and, and naming it and naming it without shame and naming it in a way that was like, this is how my brain works, right? This is just the way that my brain is. And it doesn't make me a terrible person. It doesn't impact me. It doesn't impact my value, Um, but it does mean that I need to be self-aware and make some changes for myself and for my family um, and for my friends, um, just so that I can be able to live in, in balance. Um, so that's led to a lot of the things that I that I do now and really what we discussed, which is the passion for for mental health and the realization that genera- generationally we don't talk about it enough. Um, we don't have enough languaging around it. We don't have enough um, of an understanding of what it looks like and how it can look different culturally, how it can look different based on um, who you are as a person based on some other things that are going on. Um, so, yeah, so that led me to what I do now.
1: Yeah. What inspired you to create your business?
0: Um, so the the start of my business actually had nothing to do with mental health. It had everything to do with um, my mother had cancer. And while she was going through her treatments, um, she was getting all this advice that was holistic and other things that while she was doing chemo, she could take these other things to boost her energy. And and so fast forward you know, a couple of years after that, I took a supplement that relating to mental health, I took the supplement for something completely different, but I was like, wait a minute, I feel so grounded right now. I feel so calm. And then I always make this this running joke where I'm like, do other people just live this way? Are you guys out here just like being calm and relaxed? Because I don't know that I don't know how to be this way. Um, And so I looked up the supplement. And it was just an herbal supplement. It was, you know, a plant that actually grows local It's go to Cola. And, you know, I so I started kind of getting this bug around like, oh, there are other ways to kind of manage um, not just my mental health, but my physical health as well. And I wanted to, I got really curious about it. And then I started to realize how little people knew about simple things that you can do to help balance yourself. Um, And not, and I I just want to be very clear about this, not as a means of not getting traditional or allopathic care, but as a means of just being able to take care of ourselves and not constantly be in crisis. Um, and so I started this kind of, I started, I got my herbal training. I started an herbal business. And then a couple of years ago, after I'd been an herbalist for maybe seven years, um, I started to hear more and more about sound and how vibration and vibrational healing really impacts people. And the more I got into that, the more I started to realize, again, the impact that it had on me, the impact that it was having on my family, um, and how little people actually understood the science behind it, because I'm very science driven, um, which sounds weird for what I do, right? Like, it seems like those things don't go together. But for me, everything that I can that I do, um, I can explain the science behind it, Um, But I can also tell you, like, sometimes it's just the placebo. Sometimes it's the habit. Um, my, My business is approachable. I use that word because I really have a passion for helping people understand how they can be part of their healing journey, how they can be part of making themselves feel better, getting themselves grounded, but also having really supportive and loving conversations about when is the time to seek professional help which I think is always right I think everybody should be going to therapy I think therapy is amazing like let's all go to therapy I think it should just be a thing that like once you turn a certain age we should all just have a therapist but um having those conversations in a loving way but also saying go to therapy but also get your sound healing but also take supplements that make you feel better um and and really approaching life from this really holistic loving heart-centered place um and then being able to teach from that as well
1: yeah what are some of the things that you do in your business
0: um so uh my favorite thing is i teach so i teach classes around um creating or demystifying a lot of stuff. Like that's my primary, that's my primary goal is, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. So um, I teach classes about tarot and tarot cards are like this thing that people are either like, they love them or they hate them or they're scary or they, there's all this like conversation around them. But for me, it's like, well, tarot is a great way to interrogate yourself, right? To 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 use these prompts, they're ready-made prompts. To say, uh, when I see this card, this is how I feel. Why do I feel that way? Let me ask myself some questions. Let me journal. Let me just have this conversation with me and all of the things that make that make me, um, and maybe get to some some memories that I I haven't really thought about. Think about some some patterns that I have, some things that I do, um, and how that's impacting myself and my quality of life and my loved ones. Um, <clears throat> so I, that's that's probably my favorite aspect of it. But I also do sound healing, sound bath immersions, both private and, and public, <clears throat> where it's a, basically a form of meditation, where people come, they bring their mats, they bring their pillows and blankets. Like it looks like a slumber party, which I adore. Um, people come, they lay down, and I play a variety of, of different tones and different instruments which help your brain. And I'm going to get into like the nerdy science, but only for a second, help your brain sink into a deeper um, brainwave. So I always say on a good day, if I can get you to the Delta where you're deeply relaxed, that's like I considered my, I've done my job. Um, But if I can get you into Theta, which is the actual self-healing, brainwave, um, then like I'm I'm a success for the rest of the year. But getting people to relax, to have deep relaxation, to shed and feel better um, in this high-paced life that we're living where busyness is key and trying to get people like we're all stressed out, but we don't know how to de-stress ourselves, giving people the opportunity to de-stress without having to know how to do anything, right? Without having to come in with any knowledge at all. All you have to do is lay down and you will wake up and you'll feel brand new. Um, so that's a that's a big part of my public work. And then I also offer Reiki, which is just um, twofold, which is uh, universal energy, right? It's again, another tool to help prompt someone to heal themselves. But it also gives us time to, to, to be quiet, which we don't love as a culture. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. It is a time to be still. Um, it is a time for people to be introspective, um, but it also gives an opportunity for um a, a lot of times for my clients connection because we just talk, you know, I'm I am i have got you still. You're not going anywhere for an hour. Let's talk about what's going on. How are you feeling today? You know, how are you? And what I found with Reiki, which I did not expect, um, cause that's not where I was going with my practice um, is that a lot of times it gives people an opportunity to talk about things in a safe environment when they're vulnerable because they're laying still and they're feeling this like calm energy going through them, they're vulnerable and they feel safe. And then sometimes they're able to express things that they typically don't express. And sometimes it's a great opportunity for me to say, have you considered therapy? Have you considered, you know? And so where it relates back to mental health in in all of these things with my practice is having that sense of community for folks and having these environments where they're feeling safe and relaxed is a wonderful opportunity for them so for one, experience safety and relaxation, um, which most people don't know what to do with it when they first have it. They're like, why do I feel like like the, a lot of clients go to sleep and then they feel bad that they go to sleep? And I'm like, it's okay. You needed to go to sleep. You're not losing anything from going to sleep. But when we feel safe and when we feel calm, we sleep. So, and then being able to just have these open doors for me to say, have you considered, you know, this, have you considered, and also sharing my own experiences and saying, yeah, you see this, this confident, grounded, like calm person, but that's that's the result of therapy. That's the result of practices. That's the result of being honest with myself about how my brain works and who I am. And pursuing ways to be in balance and and to love myself in this way, so I don't know if I actually answered your question there, but
1: <laughs> you did. Plus, plus some. Plus but some. Uh, uh, how does it feel for you that you you know see your clients succeed and feel better?
0: Um, you know, it's there's a certain there's a certain healing aspect for myself in this right because like i'm i'm selfish i love to watch people win um i also you know facilitate which is called peer-to-peer counseling these healing circles where people just come and talk about things that they're going through and we talk about with each other um you know things that that unite us in our experience um but seeing people. So I've been doing that for three years and it's been really a consistent group of people for three years and year over year watching people, you know, coming to, coming to group and saying, Hey, I did this thing that I never thought I, I could do, or, Hey, I finally got into therapy or I addressed this, this issue that I was having and I let it go. And I feel wow, like a new person, um, there's, an aspect of it that is healing for me because i go back to to that childhood self who did not have the support that she she needed um and i'm like hey i'm providing opportunities for people to have what we didn't have until much later um for people to address things that were would have been swept under the carpet otherwise um so there is there's the concept of the wounded healer like we are ourselves um, kind of overcoming and healing ourselves, but also, you know, promoting healing in others. And so there is this feedback, this healing feedback that happens when I watch people come to realizations, or I watch them win, or I watch them feel relaxed, or sometimes cry because they're like, I am realizing how much I don't relax or I'm realizing how much I I'm exhausted and now I'm starting to prioritize taking care of myself like there is profound healing um in that for me um just being able to facilitate that for others
1: what are some of the things you've learned from your kids
0: oh my god <laughs> Let me tell you something. I I just want to say for the record, for anybody who's listening to this who does not have kids, um, having children and being conscious, what I would say a conscious parent, and I don't mean that as the, the, the tag conscious parenting, but like being in a parenting relationship where you are not just defaulting to what you learned as in your childhood, right? You're not just doing what your parents did, but you're trying to really push the next generation to a more healed state, that is 100% flying the plane while you build it. I say to my kids, a lot of the healing that I've done around my childhood has been because my kids have said something, done something. I have a child who is very much me, um, you know, 13 year old me. And I have to look at 13 year old me and say, you know, for, for a while in our relationship, I was distant because she was activating for me. Like she was able to be the person I wasn't able to be. She was able to say the things and express the things that I was never able to express. And it heightened me a lot because I was like, well, that's something I would have gotten in trouble for. You know, that's something that would have been ignored. And she actually, we got her into therapy a few years ago, Um around some things and I went into therapy at the same time because I needed to learn how to create a safe and healing environment for this kid who has the same um mental uh who needs the same level of mental support that I did not get and so that was that was bringing up all of this stuff so you know Part of what I've learned from my kids um, is that like the requirement of parenting is not to be perfect, right? And Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what I'm doing ever. And I'm just guessing, and I tell them that now. I'm like, look, I'm just guessing, right? I don't know, I don't. And having that level of honesty um, for myself and for my kids has been transformational. And them just being like, great. Thank you for being honest. Thank you, and and sort of also building in grace and being like, yeah, okay, I just learned today that this is what I should do, or I just learned, or I'm just addressing this thing, or you said this thing to me and now I'm thinking about it and I can't stop thinking about it, or, you know, and and being able to be challenged by my kids in that way um, causes me to grow. Um, and not to be, in and one of the most important things is not being insulted by the fact that my kids call me out of my crap all the time. <laughs> so much, like they just say stuff and I'm like, oh, but you're right, you're right. I gotta think about that now, you know? So I see my kids are constantly teaching me. They're constantly teaching me. They're constantly and encouraging me to, to be, um, a better person. And I used to use that line that I think a lot of parents use where I'm being a better person for my kids. That's that's nonsense. I'm being a better person for myself. And my kids benefit from that commitment to me being a better person for, for me. Um, so yeah, like I don't I, I could I could do an entire like thing about how much my kids have taught me. Um, but I will say like again for anybody who's starting this journey go into it with humility and go into it, um, not needing to be the token authority figure. And your kids will give you profound wisdom. They really will. Um, and they'll give you joy and they'll give you challenge and they'll kick your ass. Excuse me, I don't know if I can heard. No, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, they will totally beat you up um, on an emotional level, but it, will challenge you to be better for yourself. So like do it, you know, just, just go for it. So where do you want
1: to see your business say in the next three to five years?
0: Um, (laughs) so one of the things that's happening since we, since we, um, brought my kids is that my kids are interested in, you know, being part of my business. It's not something that I promote within them, or it's not an expectation that I have of them. But, you know, mom plays with instruments all day. And, you know, and I work primarily out of my home. So my kids are are kind of living in this bubble of like, constant healing and playfulness, and which is another thing that I encourage It's like, let's be playful. And let's yeah. have a good time and experiment. And and so there's been being more and more interest um, around them wanting to do this. So where I see my business is of course growing, like who doesn't wanna grow, right? Um, but that's not really my goal. Um, my goal is to, I really wanna reach folks and I really wanna reach folks and create more communities around How do we encourage safety with each other? How do we create safety? Um, Hopefully doing some mentorship around creating safety in the workplace, um, creating mental health services and connections and community in the workplace. Um, And really using my business to shift how people view and value um, things like like attending to our mental health, attending to our spiritual selves. relaxing and resting and really seeking healing within ourselves so um so I do I do want to grow I do want to have something that I can eventually hand off to my kids whoever wants it you know they can they can pass the ball into that new generation um but also having more people experience what. I think can be a really transformational form of healing. So I don't have like, I know that a lot of businesses are like, I want to have like, they have these concrete like goals. I wish I did, right? Because every time I have set a concrete goal for myself around what my business looks like, uh, it becomes something completely different uh, within two years. Um, So, so I want to say that most of my goals are surrounding how I make people feel, and how can I make more people feel the way that I've made people feel so far? And that's that's the most I can say for my five-year plan. <laughs> for my five-year plan. <laughs>